The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are glad to have you with us today. This is the first time we're on the air in 2016. Happy New Year. Happy for New sure. Year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a day old. 2016. Try writing that. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I've done okay so far. So, uh, yeah, yeah. What was that, Vinny? I said it sounds real good to me when you start out in 1931. Wow, that was just a couple years after Robbie. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in studio today, there's Vinny and Robbie and Al and myself. And I know you're probably being inundated right now with ads like everybody else's ads from weight loss companies and all stop smoking and all those kinds of things. And we're not going to do a show on that, are we, Robbie? No, it's not a resolution time. It's not a resolution time. So it's a revolution time. It is. <laughs> it is. It's something that, you know, we might learn about. But what I want to do first is I want to go ahead and get to a clip because if you find your life kind of like this next clip is, it's a commercial from a few years back. We've used it a couple times, but it's a classic. So if this sounds similar to your life, you really want to listen to this show today. When I grow up, I want to file all day. I want to climb my way up to middle management. Be replaced on a whim. I want to have a brown nose. I want to be a yes man. Yes woman. Yes sir. Coming sir. Anything for a raise sir. When I grow up. When I grow up. I want to be underappreciated. Be paid less for doing the same job. I want sunshine blown up my dress. You know, I don't care how many times I listen to it. It makes me laugh every time. It just doesn't get old. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't because that's not what we dreamed of. No. You know, but that's where we find ourselves a lot of times. And if you're not now, you probably have at some point in your life felt like you're there. And so the question is, do you feel like you're there today? Maybe in some area of your life, it may not be work, but maybe it's personal or hobbies or whatever it might be. And so... You know, I, I think that uh, finding these passions are really, really important to your heart. Now, Vinny, I want to ask you a question, if that's all right, if I could, sir. Sure, go ahead. Okay. Um, have you ever had something that you didn't know was going to make you feel like you come alive, like a passion that surprised you, that you learned, to, hey, I do enjoy this a lot? Yeah. Believe it or not, I was chosen around in 1906 to take care of the nursery in the church because everybody was calling me grandpa. You know, I was old in 1996. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Really old. So I, I had to take care of the kids. Somehow they went out and they told, uh, the priest, I'm a Catholic. I'm sorry for, but that's it. <laughs> that's okay. No, I'm not sorry. If that's what you're I mean. unapologetically Catholic, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> they told him that they had so much fun with Grandpa, and he came and talked to me. He wanted me to teach catechism, the young kids. 
I said, are you crazy? <laughs> are you nuts? You know, the same thing when Sister Carmelita came and built a church. So I've heard that term a number of times, but it became, in my heart, he says, teach the kids. I says, Father, I don't know the Bible inside and out. He says, just read it to them, and you listen to yourself. I says, yeah, that sounds okay. Well, it became a passion. I was teaching the young kids in church for catechism, you know, to make their first communion. And I enjoyed it so much that, you know, the week could not go by fast enough before I had, I never forget, it was 14 kids. Grandpa, 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 grandpa. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was grandpa. So, yeah, that became a passion, and I'm still doing it, but only though I'm doing it with grown men now <laughs> and, uh, and teenagers. Yeah. But that has become a great passion of mine to be a, a listener. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. And then prayer. And I've been through a heck of a kind of a rough life, mm -hmm. but now... Uh, I'm enjoying this passion uh, that I live with the uh, all these old people. You know, they're all old. I'm just young. <laughs> and they keep coming to me, the old people, asking me for advice and stuff of that nature. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's dealing with people and the Lord. Of course, the Lord is speaking through me. Mm -hmm. And I'm enjoying it okay. very much. Well, thank you. And that may have seemed like a, a drastic jump there, but I wanted Vinny to help us segue kind of into the topic for today. So, Robbie, can you help us kind of tie this up a little bit where we talked a little bit about does it sound like the monster.com? Does your life feel like that? And all of a sudden, Vinny's talking about something he discovers that he really enjoys. And it's been a long-term passion for him. Tie it up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask you to do this before. Let me I put a this. bow into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love doing this to you, Robbie. Well, I, that one of the neatest things in life is to discover these adventures with God. That's how I, I you know, God has been doing that for me for years. And, and I, I was that way with hunting. I was that way with sailing. I didn't know I loved to sail. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father bought a sailboat when I was like in my 30s. And I got out there, and the more I did it, the more I found out that they, you know, God really came after me there. And, and then... Uh, Last spring, my wife and I rented a sailboat for out in the ocean, you know, a big, you know, 31 footer and uh, went out into the ocean and, and really took on, you know, we thought, well, maybe we'll just go over to the Bahamas or something, you know, that, and I just didn't realize, man, I, I had this in my blood and it was so much fun to see because you could feel God in the wind and when he fills the sails or he doesn't fill the sails as the case may be, because sometimes you're sitting still. It's just an amazing way to that, that I enjoyed that passion that I did not have, but still it was part of the adventure with God. But there's lots of different ways that comes together. Absolutely. You know, there's times that we get stuck in a routine, we get stuck in a rut, and all of a sudden we seem like the years kind of blend in to the last year. You know, if we're not careful, you know, five years have gone by or decades gone by, and it seems like we're just living that groundhog day kind of life where you wake up every day and it's the same thing and maybe a little bit different flavor 
but not a bunch. And you just say, there's got to be more to life than this. And there is. There is more to life than this. There's a lot of passions that you have in your heart. Maybe you've suppressed those a little bit. I want to try to go ahead and get to another clip from Jim Carrey real quick. And that's what's surprising about it. This is a clip from Jim Carrey, the comedian. And I want you to listen to his words. He's addressing a group of kids that are getting ready to graduate college. And I want you to listen to his advice and see if it doesn't apply to you a little bit, because I know it does to us. I watched the effect of my father's love and humor and how it altered the world around me. And I thought, that's something to do. That's something worth my time. When I was about 28, after a decade as a professional comedian, I realized one night in L.A. that the purpose of my life had always been to free people from concern, just like my dad. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Because ultimately, we're not the avatars we create. We are not the pictures on the film stock. We are the light that shines through. All else is just smoke and mirrors, distracting, but not truly compelling. That peace that we're after lies somewhere beyond personality, beyond the perception of others, beyond invention and disguise, even beyond effort itself. You can join the game, fight the wars, play with form all you want, but to find real peace, you have to let the armor go. Your need for acceptance can make you invisible in this world. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all of your glory. I've often said that I wish people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. So I know as you kind of listen to that, there's some things that initially when you listen to it, it doesn't really seem to make some sense until you listen to it a few times. You know, he talks about laying down your armor. Well, as Christians, we're told to put on the armor. Right. Right. But he's not talking about that armor. He's talking about the pose. He's talking about that pretend person that you throw out there because you're kind of afraid to be yourself around people. And now I want to ask you a quick question. No, I don't think you're posing at all. No, no, go ahead. Haven't you seen people start to come alive when they drop that pose and they drop that armor and they start to really just be themselves and let the world experience that? It goes back to what he was saying. When you don't worry about acceptance, you really can become yourself. And when you do that, there's no freer feeling. I mean, it's like uh, just floating on water. And I think that's what ends up happening for us a lot of times is we want this acceptance. But Christ talks about that we're, the world's not going to get us as Christians. Right. Right. So we're not going to be accepted by design. That it's it's going to be different than that. And so if we go for acceptance in this, what we're going to find is that we're moving away from that life and that passion that God really had in store for us. I had a boss in the car business, Rice Reynolds, who owned all the crown organizations. 
and I was a general manager. One of his most profitable stores may have been the most profitable. And he called me one night, and I will forget what I said to him. But I remember his response to me was, Robbie, you worry too much about what I think. He said, ultimately, I don't determine your career. You do. And if you're worried about what I'm thinking, you're worrying about the wrong thing. You need to worry about how to do your job. <laughs> and what a marvelous piece of insight that That's was. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. As we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about how do you start to find that passion? What's those things that you have to go do? How do you invest that time with God and help Him help you unpack that so you can find some things? And so we're going to talk a lot more about how He's done that with us and how you can live that in your life this year in 2016. So come back and join us in just a few moments. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Mask and Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. And I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. never seen Robbie dance before. That's not something we ever need to see again. I thought he was having a seizure. I was really <laughs> sure what was going on, you know, but uh, no, I'm not making light of people who have seizures. Oh, no. Yeah. 2016, no. I thought that was your resolution. Yeah, it was. Year of the dance. It was. Robbie's a dancer. Who knew? So, obviously, you probably didn't think this morning when you got up and you said, I'm going to listen to WTRU that you're going to listen to Rod Stewart sing about passion. Probably no. not. No, I didn't. No. And... and the type of passion he's talking about is not the same type of passion we're no. talking about here. But, <laughs> you know, there are some passions out there. That, and it talks about in that, that little clip there that everybody's searching for passion. Right. They may not have that word for it. Maybe they'll call it their calling or maybe so they call it their purpose, whatever that might be. But what are those things that make you come alive? And now we were talking off air about this topic. And you're talking about there's sometimes some steps you have to kind of take to get to that point where you can find some of that. And one of those steps would be what? Getting off the couch. Getting off the couch. You've got to, you've got to step outside of your comfort zone. I mean, if, if you get into a routine, eventually it turns into a muck mm-hmm. and you, you can't get out of it. You're stuck on the treadmill of life. And, you know, I know for me, one of those was going to um, a boot camp mm-hmm. and long time goal of mine was to learn how to fly fish but i just didn't know i thought that was all done out west or in the midwest i didn't think it was done around here and lo and behold somebody came and spoke into my life this big tall tall 
statue of a man. <laughs> oh, good I say it was a good statue. <laughs> it was chips. It was some doves that had been around it. But, it, you know, and he spoke into my heart and, and taught me how to fly fish. All right. And so that's something you now really enjoy. Absolutely. You're passionate about. I know there are lots of things that if you would ask yourself maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, would you find so much joy in something? You had to have taken some step outside that comfort zone to find it. Oh, I didn't want to, you know, I was in that place. A lot of guys get to where you just, you, you work all week and you just want to go home and you don't want to do anything. You just want to be left alone. But when that happens, you, you get into a, the rut, the muck, you just blinders go on and you don't do anything. And, you know, literally God worked, um, a, a time of discontent so that it forced me into that boot camp. It forced me to go off for a weekend. It forced me to go spend time, you know, to draw closer to him and to draw closer to some passion. And I think that there are times that in, in your life, Robbie, you were doing something now for a living that you wouldn't have thought you were going to do how many years ago? 10? 10? Well, yeah. be Christian Carg, I started 10 years ago this year. Yeah. And I never, in fact, I was terrified. Talk about out of your comfort zone. I didn't even like to do commercials. Better yet, ever think that I would ever be on a radio. But that came from something that we really enjoyed doing at boot camps is covered in the silence time. And that was something that I had incorporated in my life earlier where I had those times with God and I would really go to him and ask him, you know, what do you, what do you think in here and what do you think in there? And when he came to me, actually, on the idea of having starting a radio show, I was like, you got the wrong guy. Have you heard this voice? I mean, I can't possibly. <laughs> Those people go, they go to college to learn how to talk on the radio. Yeah, I don't have any education here. Are you sure you got the right man? But oh my word, um, how my heart came alive to do that. Robbie, he could have said, you could have said, have you seen this face? <laughs> That's why it's not TV. Yeah. And that was definitely a way for you to get into broadcasting. Yeah, well, it was. And I think there is a place for the Peter Brady voice before he hits puberty. <laughs> <laughs> There's a market out there. There's a market share for that. There's a market. But as we laugh and we have fun, if you would have continued in what you were doing, you wouldn't have found some joy and passion that you didn't know you had, and others' lives would have not been affected, like have been reached in stories you've heard back about what God's allowed you to do. And so none of that would have happened if you stayed in that comfort zone, if you stayed on the couch or you kept your head in the smartphone, right? Cause you're not going to find your passion in the smartphone. No, you may find lots of things, but you won't find that. And so that's just part of what we're going to talk about is how do you take steps towards that? And one of those would be getting off the couch. Another one would be spending time in prayer. What other thoughts do you guys have about stepping more into and finding those passions? Cause the challenge I want to challenge everybody with this year is to get to the end of the year and at least discovered one thing that you didn't know that you enjoyed that God brings into your life in 2016. I was at a meeting this morning with some dear friends in Christian Businessmen's Committee, and, and there was a man there that I knew had had a really difficult relationship with his father for years and years and years. His father was an alcoholic. And he said, I just can't believe what's happened in the last two weeks with me and my dad. He was in the Navy and I was in the Navy and I got these videos and he and I started watching these movies about the Navy and it was like two old sailors coming together. And, and as I look at 2016, I think, 
how cool would it be because the, the rebuild the connections with our own family, for those of us who still have our fathers, who still have our mothers, whatever, you know, extended family to reach out and to begin to, to see what happened because I saw this guy's eyes light up and I'd never heard one good thing about his dad over the years and I've known him in a good while. And then all of a sudden, man, he was, you, you could see what it meant to him to, to get that from his father mm -hmm. um, that he had never gotten. And his father had stopped drinking 10 years ago or so, but he'd still never gotten back into that relationship. So what a cool thing to realize is that you have this relationship with your father that you'd never had a chance to experience. Yeah, and, you know, it's not about the, the war clips, right? No. It's about the time with his dad. It's about the time of acceptance. It's connecting. It is connecting. And I want to make sure that we're on the same page on something. I'm not talking about, and we're not saying that this is something you may do for a career. right? It may just be something God's going to open your passion to something like hunting, which you did with you. Robbie, would you share that real quick? Sure. My father really didn't like guns when I was growing up, and so I was nowhere near hunting when I was a child. And, you know, never something I ever even considered until I was about 25, and one of our used car salesmen said, Hey, Robbie, have you noticed all these doves <laughs> flying out around here? You know, I would love to shoot some of them. And I said, Really? What? I've never done anything like that. He goes, Yeah, just go get a shotgun. He told me, you know, where to go. I didn't know what to get, but I got a shotgun and I got a license. And he said, All right, well, we're going to go back here and if you see one fly, you, you go ahead and shoot it. Well, I didn't even know what a dove looked like, what it flew like, whatever. And I'm walking through this field, <laughs> really, and this quail gets up. I didn't know it was a quail at the time, but it was like instinct. I was like a bird dog, man. <laughs> that bird flew up, and my, that gun came up, and boom, and dropped it. And I was like, oh, this is it, this is it. And my friend was like, man, we could be on our way to jail here, buddy. Not only did you not shoot a dove, you shot a quail out of season. Now, this can't be good. Hopefully, the Statue of Libertations is I, over at this point in time because yeah. it's been nearly 25 years ago. But it ignited in something in me that truly God has taken me on this adventure. And a lot of people could be listening and thinking, wow, Robbie, you actually kill animals. And I killed a deer this season. That's true. But God has shown me something about life, how fragile life is, and what an honor it is for an animal to give up their life for my nourishment. Now, you may understand that through your packaged hamburger or wherever you got bacon this morning, that there was an animal that gave up its life to do that. But when you actually are the person that processes that animal and you do that, you, you get an understanding of the fragility of life. You get an understanding of things that, you know, for me are, are a significant part of the way I walk with God and, 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 and things that I discover with him along those lines. Uh, it reminds me of a couple Easter's ago when uh, Caleb and I went out and you had um, slaughtered the lamb. And I, I'm not a hunter. I've never really been around that. But just there's a perspective there that you get from Scripture you know, when it refers to some things and some other things that you don't really realize until you walk in that with God. I'm going to play a clip real quick, and then we're going to come back and, and talk about this. This is from Robin Williams, and you've heard it lots of times before, but I want you to really listen to it with fresh ears. Words and language, no matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Now, see that look in Mr. Pitt's eye? Like 19th century literature has nothing to do with going to business school or medical school, right? Maybe. Mr. Hopkins, you may agree with them, thinking, yes, we should simply study our Mr. Pritchard and learn our rhyme and meter and go quietly about the business of achieving other ambitions. A little secret for you. Huddle up. Huddle up! 
don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, O oh me, O oh life of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid these, O oh me, O oh life? Answer, that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. That the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? So that's a big question. What will your verse be? And Alan, I want to ask you real quick because we got a little over a minute at the moment. When you go out, and you're not going to be a professional fisherman probably anytime soon, but what do you find when you're out fishing that makes you more alive for when you come back to other parts of your life? When I stand in the middle of a river and I look out and see just endless trees and water, I realize it's just some beauty that you can take with you. You may not be in that river forever, but that beauty stays with me for a long time. And it gives me a peace that doesn't leave me. Robbie, what about you when you're out hunting? What, what is it that you get from that that allows you to come back and be stronger at the Christian car guy or whatever God has on your plate for that day? Yeah, it's an adventure that uh, he is along in and definitely supplies and it just makes my heart come alive. It's just part of what it becomes to be me and then enjoy my life. And Vinny, real quick, what's one of the things that really speaks to your heart when you get to work with the kids or with us kids? <laughs> well, it brings me back to when, when I was young and I wish I had somebody to help me along like I help everybody else along. But you know, now most of you out there know that I'm blind if you don't know it. I'm blind, old and a Catholic, uh, but I have learned to find that God taking my side away has made things a lot clearer to me. Thanks for listening.